1: from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Hello and welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast. I'm Standard Times Digital Editor Brendan Curry and as always I'm joined with long by longtime Courts and Cops reporter Kurt Brown. Thanks for being here Kurt. Thanks for having me Brendan. So now it is the opening day of baseball season, but we will forego the fantasy baseball advice today. We will. As much as we wanted to tell you who to draft and who to start. We will skip that and uh, talk about a local court case. Uh, mm. So today we're going to be talking about a case. We're going to talk about a specific case, but we're going to use it kind of uh, in, as a way to get into a larger topic, mm. as an entry point into a larger discussion about uh, surveillance and how it helps local police officers. So uh, the case that we're using as an example here is uh, Mark P. DeMello, 43, a South Dartmouth man. Uh, he was arrested for a March 19th robbery at Bank 5 uh, on County Street. It's kind of, I think it's in the corner of County and Rivet. Streets, I believe. Uh, so the the bank robbery was March nineteenth. It was an unarmed robbery. He did not show a gun, um, and uh, he was basically tracked down uh, using video surveillance, uh, both public and private sources, and uh, kind of a lot of uh, modern day gumshoe detective work. Uh, so so Kurt, I'll let you talk a little bit about uh, how police were able to track him down. But
0: um, you're absolutely right. It, it is just an amazing story at the local level. Of, of some superb, emphasize the word superb, police work by uh, Kevin Lawless, the detective in the Major Crimes Unit. Um, the, the moral of this story is that there are so many public and private uh, surveillance cameras out there that whenever you are outside, whenever anybody listening to this is outside, assume that somebody has the ability to watch you. Uh, that's the assumption. So be careful what you're doing and be careful what you say.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I it mean, obviously, it, it's a great tool for law enforcement. It, it, it you know, helped get an alleged bank robber uh, off the street here, mm-hmm. and it's been used in numerous other cases. But there's also the level of when you're just a person walking down the street anymore, you don't have a lot of privacy. You do not. You've, you've lost some of that. And, um that said, you're out in public anyway, so you don't necessarily have a right to or an expectation of privacy no expectation when you're out in, in public anyway. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's some instances, you know, with overlapping cameras in backyards and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that probably gets very dicey, though.
0: But, true, but, but to, to get back to the
1: uh, yeah, so the case to, at hand here
0: to, to the get, uh, at the case at hand. So this, this suspect in this robbery, and the case remains to be proven against Mister Dremello, So we're um, we're not going to mention his name as as uh, as being the the suspect, but the suspect goes into the bank he does not have a weapon uh, he is wearing gloves uh, he demands money and then he leaves. He has gloves on so he doesn't leave fingerprints uh, uh, Police have a very minor description of him, uh, so what they do is they'll go to um, What they did did in this case is they went to video cameras. The New Bedford Police Department, uh, about a year ago, requested um, a video surveillance bank. Uh, They put a call out to the public that if you'd like to help them and you have a video camera, please contact them. Mm. I don't know if any of these uh, cameras in this case uh, came from that inventory. But in this case, they use five, repeat, five video locations, five separate cameras that they uh, use to um, identify the make and the model of the vehicle that was used to uh, transport um, the suspect from the scene, as well as the clothing. Now. Back in the day, um, police used to wear out the soles of their shoes. Now, when you read about these, uh, scrutinizing these video surveillance images, you get the impression of very blurry eyed uh, detectives.
1: Uh, yeah, the, just pouring over minute after minute of surveillance video. Right. You know, they So they catch him in one video so now they got to match up the time and see which direction he'll be entering the, the frame from and then ensure that it's exactly the same person wearing the same things, the same height, build, all that you're, type of you're stuff. You're
0: absolutely right. You hit it right on the, you hit the r- nail right on the head. They've got to go back and forward back and forward. Some of the tapes, the, the times are off
1: so they've got to match the time to the other tape i'm sure post uh daylight savings time ending it's probably especially off so this is tedious
0: work but it's extremely valuable Mm -hmm. and kevin lawless in this case did a superb job i mean he went through five separate video uh uh, locations yeah one was the uh former ingraham school the uh it's now apartments uh another one is uh
1: New Bedford Housing Authority. New Bedford
0: Housing Authority, and the other three are, are really private, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, but so they, uh, so he comes up with a make and model of a of a vehicle that picked him up. It's an uh, older silver Acura with some damage on the front bumper. That's correct. Yes, and uh, a pretty solid description of clothing. But they still don't know who did it. They don't have a name. They don't have a witness who's come forward and said, "Hey, I believe it's John Blow." So. Um, so,
1: the, the, I don't even think they have a license plate number on the car. No, they either. do
0: not. They do not. So, um, so he's got a pretty good idea of the make and model of the car. So he goes out on his own on uh, Friday, uh, last Friday, and drives around the south end and tries to see if he'll if he if he can see the vehicle. So he's going up and down streets, a lot of one way streets down the River Street area. And he finds the vehicle in motion on uh, Brock Avenue. He doesn't stop the vehicle, but he becomes confident. Yep. Yeah. yeah um, he becomes confident that uh, uh, that is the vehicle
1: that was uh, that was used to uh, give the... The front-end damage, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing here. I'm guessing the front-end damage helped.
0: I believe it helped the great it's kind, deal. Of, it's kind of like
1: a tattoo, <laughs> right?
0: right. So, Identifying a... Uh, so now we're going to fast-forward to saturday uh the driver and the owner of that car uh was not involved uh in any criminal activity um, but it turns out that he was renting a room to the uh suspect so uh they go to talk to the suspect uh, mr de now It's fair to describe him as that. Um, He declines to speak to them. He gets ill. He has to be transported for a undisclosed medical condition to St. Luke's. Uh, They get a search warrant for his room, and then they find articles of clothing uh, that matches what the uh, suspect wore in the uh, bank robbery, and it matches a
1: hat and a striped sweatshirt. Right,
0: it matches what they saw on the videotape.
1: And they were able to watch him. They were able to watch him uh, from the bank go east on Rivet Street, Mm -hmm. then go south on a Avenue, then go east on Blackmore Street. So they were able to follow him for several blocks using Mm -hmm. these different cameras that are positioned in different places. Uh, You know, some, as we said earlier, some private and and, uh, the two, uh, one of the New Bedford Housing Authority and one with the Ingram School. Yes,
0: you're right. Uh, So... Go back to the moral of our story. If you're out in public, assume probably. Yes,
1: cr- criminals be aware. I guess non-criminals be aware too. Not that you have less to worry about, yeah, but yeah, you that know. you're. Uh, I don't think anyone's too worried if you're picking your nose out there or something. <laughs> but uh, criminals certainly be aware that there's cameras on you at a lot of different places. That's and, right. You know, as drivers, we certainly know. You know, if you run a red light somewhere, even though there's no one around, there might be a camera there that catches you. Um, and these are great tools for law enforcement to be yeah. able to uh, track people down and um, just kind of learn more about what happened at a crime. Hmm.
0: Um, one of my earliest experience, experiences was, uh, I guess it was somewhere in the early 90s, um, I was talking to... the Video surveillance was just making its way into the courts. And a uh, Kenny Sullivan, who's a, who's a good friend, retired now, and in his day, he was one of the most prominent defense attorneys. Uh, he represented one of the defendants in the infamous uh, Big Dance rape case. He told me, he said, video, video surveillance, he says, it's like the 6 o'clock news.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, just how can you dispute it? Exactly. Yeah. Video surveillance. It's much better than eyewitness testimony. It is. (laughs) So, uh, so getting back to Mark Mark DeMello. So uh, he's 43. Um, the the apartment he was renting on was on Dudley Street, but his, his uh, legal address is 23 Ashley Street. That is correct. And uh, he is being held at the Bristol County House of Corrections uh, on $25,000 uh, cash bail. That is correct. And, uh, again, he's been charged with uh, robbing the Bank 5 on County Street here in New Bedford.
0: Right. The uh, judge in the case, uh, Judge Shakansky. Uh, former defense attorney up in Brockton before he became a judge. He gave him a bail revocation warning if he ever does make bail, and he held him for the nature and the circumstances of the, of the uh, offense, uh, potential penalties, and a, a record of uh, convictions and defaults.
1: So that's the case of uh, Mark P. DeMello, as well as a discussion about the benefits and, uh, you know, po- possible uh, con- public concerns about public surveillance. But no discussion about fantasy baseball. Yeah, we'll leave that for next time. Yeah, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't fit in a 10-minute podcast. We'd, we'd need at least an hour to go long on that one. Right. All right. Well, thanks again to all of our listeners. We appreciate you listening. You can uh, listen to this podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. It's also embedded in many of Kurt's uh, stories on southcoasttoday.com. And as always, you can read his work in the print edition of The Standard Times.
0: Thank you, Brendan, very much. Thanks, Kurt.